And at the back, Big Charlie, he was four deep at the bar, he still got served. <laughs> Reviews coming a few days late, but uh, very excited to talk about it. Uh, down there at the Adelaide Oval on uh, Sunday afternoon, a bit, a little bit later than we we're expecting to be earlier in the week, but we still got down there and still saw Port get off to um, a good start, which was a nice bloody change for once, um, and a good sign going into the the break of the season that they kind of um, you know who knows how that um, hoodoo is going to keep going, but um, certainly this last week. And our last little bit of evidence before we go into the um, bye week that we're going into now, um, a good you know, sign that we've, uh, you know, getting off to a fast start for once and what a bloody start it was. Um, so the start was great and uh, right up until probably about four minutes, four and a half minutes to go in the second quarter, I think, when I was watching the replay. Um, we were we were just right on top, almost up by nine goals at that point. And then things got interesting um, for a little while at the end of the end of the second quarter and most of the third quarter and a little bit of the fourth. Uh, and then we finished off um, strongly and ended up coming home by 46 points. Um, so all in all, um, I mean, it's the second biggest win of the round uh, by any team. Um, Fremantle haven't been, while I mentioned in my preview, they've been a frustrating team at times to tip for and against because we just you just don't know when they're, they're certainly going to make games interesting. They've um, had some close games against the likes of uh, Melbourne at the start of the year. Uh, Brisbane a few weeks back, they um, didn't lose by a whole lot uh, after the Gabba considering how strong and dominant Brisbane are at the moment. And uh, so they're they're a team that can do that, and and certainly on the road they've had the ability. While they're not as good on the road, they haven't um, haven't embarrassed themselves uh, too many times either this year, as I mentioned in the preview last week. So um, you can go back and listen to that if you still want to get some context to what we spoke about before the hand. But um, now we're doing the review, and I'm very happy to be playing that song at the start of the review for a second week in a row, and uh, and uh, and um, after a big win. Um, to go into the break, eight and three. So, um, yeah, a bit to talk about because it was an interesting game and um, a few few things going on and everything like that. But, um, yeah, certainly a happy one to talk about. All righty, as I start to get into this uh, review, um, just like Charlie coming four, four deep at the bar and still getting served, I got myself, um, I picked up from the bottle shop, a Pirate Life. Um, it's one of their uh, special beers. It's the La Popular Tuckeria. Um Apologize if I've messed up that, but um, the Mole Negro um, Imperial Stout, which I'm I'm going to drink while I'm doing this review. So this one's an 11.6 percenter. I've had it, I've had a, had a stout with dinner tonight, so I've like just had my regular beer, but I'm going for an 11.6 percenter half liter beer during this review. So if I if it gets a bit wobbly, that's why, and I apologize. But hey, let's have some fun. We're going into the bye week. Why not? Um, so yeah, just crack that off to the side there. Mm. All right, we'll see how... I'll take the first sip in a second, see how I respond. Um, excited for it, though. I do like my um, do like my stouts, I like my heavy beers sometimes. So, anyway, I've got a day off tomorrow. Um, so, yes, we go into the break at eight and three with a great result against the Dockers. And um, it was really built off of... I mean, everything about this result was built in the first quarter, really. Um, certainly, the whole game had to be played out, and there were some interesting moments in the game and some moments we had to battle. And, and um, look... 
in hindsight, some good signs with how we contended with that um, with a, a solid, te- solid if not great team um, trying to trying to, you know, bounce back at bounce back at us in those second and third quarters with how everything was going in that game. Um, but the first quarter was incredible. Um, we'd we we'd been lamenting the slow starts for a, a month now, basically right back to the showdown. Um, you know, the Brisbane and West Coast games away, you know, I mean, West Coast was back, um, you know, a couple of months ago now and we were lamenting it then. Um, Brisbane, the showdown, um, the whole first half of the showdown and obviously our, uh, the Western Bulldogs game, slow start down by four goals and, and it kind of like dictated the result in the end. Um, you know, Collingwood, incredibly slow. And, um, so it's, it's been an issue that's, um, been well talked about in the press lately as well. Um, we haven't been able to escape it, and certainly poor, um, that's what you got to accept sometimes in those positions that, um, as a team of this stature and um, what what's expected of them. That sometimes uh, when these kind of issues are persistent, um, you're going to be asked the question, and uh, that's the only thing you can do is try to answer it. And boy, oh boy, did they answer it well! Um, you know, three goals. T- um, and it's interesting when you look at the scoring shots at the end of the game. And I remember the commentators were talking about, oh, you know, scoring shots. If you know, at one point late in the 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 quarter the last quarter they were still saying uh, you know Colling- uh, Collingwood uh, Fremantle still got that dire performance just burnt into my brain unfortunately um, uh, the Fremantle were uh, ahead on scoring shots but um, bad kicking is bad footy it's kind of like um, you know I've watched many a soccer game um, or many a you know whatever college football game with time of possession or scoring shots or shots on goal whatever the metric is for dealing trying to find some measure of reason as to why a team um, is dominating position but not dominating a scoreboard. It happens in all sports. Um, and Fremantle certainly wasted a lot of chances. But the thing was, um, that is lost in all that, um, unless you actually watch back the game. Uh, Port with three goals too, um, 20 to 0 uh, up pretty quickly in that game. And that's kind of right from the start. I mean, that's dictated the result to Fremantle um, right from the beginning. And that's something to um, remember when you look back on the scoring shots and all that stuff is we put the scoreboard pressure on immediately and that's um, incredibly necessary in, in footy quite often and something we've been sorely missing from our game and thankfully we did it this weekend. And, um, you know, a lot of that, you know, and made Fremantle have to chase the game right from the first five minutes really when, it, when however many minutes in that we were three goals, two to zero up, um, their desperation to score was uh, obviously greater and we kind of shell-shocked them a little bit in that first first quarter. And, um, you know, a lot of their shots were bad, you know, bad shots, it was bad, you know, and it was bad kicking, you know, some of them should have been kicked and, and, and they just blazed away or kicked it straight into the post when they're running into an open goal or, you know, Rory Lob, lob snapping, doing the across the body, which, um, you know, it's, it's, it's the kick you've got to do in that situation, but you've got to also have the measure to, um, to kick the goal and he just didn't, um, you know, in that late in that, um, last quarter, where he should have finally got them on the board, but he just didn't, and that's just that's just that's just footy. And um, you know, Nat Fife, um, it's not that this week alone is when he's been having issues. He's what three goals, seventeen for the year now. Um, when he takes that, I mean, this is later in the game, uh, but when he takes that incredible mark um, at the scoreboard end, unfortunately um, for us, that it was an incredible mark. But you know, I'm thinking, I was genuinely thinking when he takes that mark that. Uh, He's a chance to, you know, it's it. Well, my first thought was, you know, this is probably a, a worrying moment for us if he takes this mark and kicks the goal, um, and converts because it is a massive, massive mark and be ma- massive momentum boost in a moment where they were building momentum. Um, but you can just see how shaky he is, um, and how 
lacking in confidence and it's, it's, it's quite flabbergasting when you think about the player he's been over the last seven or eight years, um, that he is just suddenly so deficient in front of goal that he, you know, you'd seen it earlier in the game too, he'd, He'd taken that mark and he, and he played on pretty quickly and snapped the goal at the uh, at the ri- at the river riverbank stand end and um, and he did kick that he did convert that one but you can just see he wants to get it on the boot and go around the body quickly because he's he's kind of lacking in that confidence and you know in that situation where he's taking that mark that's a drop punt kick every day of the week but um he's just you know as and a lot of forwards are doing it these days are going around the body and um we can yeah, that's a discussion for another day as to the warrant of that but if if you're that good at it then that's what it is but. And that five with his goal kicking issues he's been having, it doesn't seem that he's that that's an answer for. So I'm not exactly sure why he did that, but there's a massive let off. And so a lot of those things, those scoring shots and bad decisions, it's bad kicking and bad footy. It's um, we kicked 18 goals seven for the game. You know that's that is um, what we got what we deserved out of it with better footy uh, results in better opportunities going forward. And um, you know if. We've kicked seven goals, five to zero goals, seven in the first quarter. I mean, we still had more scoring shots and they did dominate the scoring shots a lot more later in the game. But um, I think it ends up that we uh, end up with one more scoring shot for the day in the end. So, um, but yeah, it was, it, it, it's an interesting one when you look at um, the scoring shots throughout a game. But we got the jump and got out to five scoring shots and nothing straight away and um, converted pretty well on those ones and converted pretty well throughout the day, actually. And it's quite impressive. And quite a feat and um, a good mix of goal scorers um, with everyone. Um, a lot of the big names getting on getting on the score sheet and a lot of them getting on there at least twice. So, um, you know, just it's the but the start again, I've got to go back to the start because it was incredible and there was a couple of real pacemakers in that. Um, we tweeted uh, during the game, um, oh, sorry, during the game, before the game, because you know how they bring up the match day play at the sum, a player is going to have his match day playlist up there and, um, it was Sam Powell Peppers up there, and um, it was Bomb Funk MC's Freestyler from 1999, which was one of the first singles, like CD singles, I ever bought as a as a teen, as well, not a teenager, I was like 11, um, and I thought it was the coolest song ever. Which, um, you know, you're 11, it is it is what it is. But the fact that Sam Powell Pepper had in his playlist still means it's still got some people who got some nostalgia for it as well. Um, and I was thinking, God, this is this is actually a really really fun one to be playing um, in the stadium before the game, and. Clearly got Bow Power Pepper pumped up because he came out roaring and he's been building and it's probably the player that um, Amon's obviously and there's a couple of other players that are going to get us um, some mentions today with um, how good they've been. But um, Pal Pepper's been building um, since he came back into the side. He's playing good footy every week um, and kind of he's just been, you can see he's, he's found the pace of the game really well again and uh, his confidence has not really wavered, I don't think, but he's just been finding... Um, finding white avenues into the game to be really effective. And, um, you know, the other day, whether it be his, his inside work on the midfield and everything like that, but then the the damage he did up forward and his ability, like when he raced in on that, the spills and just, um, and races into the goal square and pumps it through the goal and the snap up the scoreboard in later in the game. You know, he's just, he was just on fire. Um, and an incredible thing to have when we're the injury issues we've been having and you know he came back into the side when we were starting to lose a few of those guys and it was kind of like thank god we've got pal pepper coming back in um but he's actually he's really showed he's stepping his game up as well um and he's certainly still he's such a young player at the moment that he's got plenty of growth to go you know when we see look at ollie wines he's been around for that much longer and he's having a career best year um so you know there's so much more there's levels to pal pepper's game that he hasn't even found yet but the fact he's finding 
kind of a three goal performance and you know twenty odd disposals or whatever it was and just um, having an impact all over the ground. Um, it his, t- his toughness, he kind of sets sets a standard as far as his toughness at the bowl and um, at the opposition as well. And just a really incredible. St- but he he really was a pace setter at the start alongside um, Carl Amon, deciding just to casually break the the um the club record for disposals in a quarter in the first quarter and um with having a few minutes just to rest on the bench after all that as well. So, you know, Amon and Pal Pepper really just set the standard and um I think Hinkley, you know, he he couldn't really nail down why he was such a fast start after all the issues we've been having and um I, I'm sure they wish they did know what it was so they could bottle it. But um I think he just said, you know, whether it was the importance of the round a little bit and um but I don't I don't think it's they might have been quite proud running out in the jerseys and the, um, the Guernseys and, the, you know, the, the importance of the round of the day and, the you know, the performance beforehand by the um, the great, um, the you know, at, uh, Power Aboriginal program um, students all out there and, um, and the Welcome to Country stuff and all that. So Doug Nichols' round certainly is um, a powerful round in that way. But um, And if that's what it was, and that's great, but um, I'm really just hoping it was just that they just came out and found, a, found something um, and if they can kind of channel that into the second half of the season as well because those kind of starts are going to um, give put us in real good position in every game we play. Um, and I think it's important because we, we look at, um, as we get into the next part of the kind of the game, um, and I, I guess we should just mention a few more, like uh, Charlie Dixon started incredibly as well. Um, it was a nice little nice little just um, tinker that uh, Ken Hinckley had by throwing him into the first rut contest. Um, probably certainly just, might have, whether you know even that kind of stuff whether that throws off Fremantle a little bit at the start of the game too and um, adds a little bit of impetus to our game is the fact that they just weren't expecting uh, to see Dixon first ruck first contest um, yeah you know that Dick gets Dixon into the game as well um, he, he gets straight into the contest and um, you know has a contest so he's, he's straight in there and then he's um, clunking big marks and just looking um, you know, like for the four deep at the bar, you know, I had to start the podcast with that because there was incre- some incredible commentary and just um, summed up the, the fun of the first quarter, really, because uh, it was just that kind of stuff happening. But, you know, Dixon just, w- he was, he, um, I think someone mentioned he is, he's kind of a barometer and um, it's been the, the hot term since Reese Matheson made it the hot term with these little comments after his big game against Richmond. But, um, you know, you have, t- you have players that are your, uh, that are just there, that, that are the actual barometers, but then you have guys that, that, um, they're kind of when they're in that zone, you could do know that they're um, really being a barometer for how your team's feeling at the time, I guess. And Dixon really just he was having fun in that first quarter. You could see it with his goal kicking, his flexing, and his celebrations. And um, I mean, later in the game when he was just that guy that was on the ground, he's trying to get the ball off, and he was just ragdolling him up, picking him up and down. It's just like, yeah, Dixon's Dick, Dixon's in a groove right now. And um, you kind of saw um, beyond the goal kicking, kicking three goals, which was great. But um, the, a lot of the other stuff he's doing, um, we got a bit more of an um, insight. I think a lot of p- probably people that don't watch Port Adelaide football, or non-Port Adelaide fans watching the game, got a bit more insight into with seeing him in the ruck at the first contest. And probably that um, a lot of people don't realize. I think a lot of other fans don't actually realize how much he pinch into pinch hits in the ruck, particularly now with. Uh, Lysett being out at the moment still suspended and um, the the up up the groundwork he does as well. Uh, we probably the, it was the best game that he kind of rolled all that into. You know, getting if he's getting three goals a game, pinch hitting in the ruck, getting up the ground and making his presence known, not just in the forward fifty but up the ground a bit where we where he is needed at times with how we how we're working the ball around. Um, that's wonderful. And if he gets his two or three goals and does all that and we get the win and there's because we, we still had, we kicked eighteen goals for the game. 
Dixon, you know, and no no scorer had more than three. It was, you know, Dixon and Palpepper both having three, um, four blokes on two and uh, four blokes on a single each. That spread of goal kicking, um, that kind of game style and everything going in, that's um, that's what kind of what we want. We want to see that kind of dyna- dynamism in our play. Um, you know, it's, it'll be great if he's kicking a bag of six or seven and we're kicking 20 plus. But um, if we're kicking 18 for a game, there's not going to be too many times we're going to lose a game if we're kicking 18. Um, and then, you know, if it's spread around that no more, no players kicking more than three, um, there's, there's some promising signs there as well. So, yeah, Dixon was great in that first quarter. And between him, um, obviously, Wines um, started and just kept on going. <laughs> and uh, But, yeah, between Dixon, Palpepper and Aim on that first quarter was just, um, they kind of set the tone. And um, it did get tougher. And that's probably the next next thing to talk about is like how we dealt with that toughness oh boy oh okay i just took a sip of the um the beer and oh it's got some kick it's like it's a it's a really nice tasting stout there is some there's some uh it's like i'm eating fire drinking fire at the same time i'm not exactly sure what's going on with that but um we're going to continue on this journey and this review while i'm discovering this beer anyway um yeah this game got uh it did get tougher um you know, we start the, and the, the interesting thing is, um, and the game, you know, football's all about moments at times, and Freeman really picked the right moment to to make a little charge. Um, and you could see during the second quarter, and even in the first quarter, Fremantle not being um, a terrible team, as some might, uh, you know, some might have you believe. Uh, they they did try to hit the scoreboard in the first first quarter, and they didn't just it just didn't happen. Um, in the second quarter, we're up, you know, we're up twelve goals. Excuse me, that beer is gonna cause issues during this pod. <laughs> we, you know, we're up, uh, we're up by almost ten goals in the f- um, later, you know, going into the closing stages of that second quarter. And I think it was about four minutes forty-five on the clock. I'm trying to think back to watching the replay, but um, they kick one, they kick, don't go down and kick another, and that, and then uh, with about thirty seconds to go, they get one more for the quarter, and suddenly it's um, you know, it's only thirty-one points at halftime when it should have been almost fifty. Um, you know, it was it was forty nine. So it's um, it's such a turnaround to the game, and and if they if they go in forty nine points down at halftime, there's not a sniff. There's nothing. Um, yeah, they battle it out. I'm sure they do because they battled it out even late in the fourth quarter when the game was was done. Um, they were still battling and chasing and and pressuring. Um, not quite to the level they did in that late second and third quarter, but um. You know they're not a, they're not the, they're not a pushover team in that way, but um, that run of three goals and um, there's just some good goals and whatnot, and it's just it's just what happens. But we did, you could just see we just backed off that little bit, and that's that's kind of um, footy's just fine margins as well. Is um, you know you just take that little bit of pressure off, and uh, and and if a team is kind of humming along okay that they yeah, and things just aren't quite clicking when you you put that pressure on. But if you just take that little bit off, and I don't think we even did that much in that last second, <laughs> late in that second quarter to to take the pressure off. They just found, and and sometimes it is just um, you know, stringing a few good kicks together and and having your moments work because um, they'd had a lot that didn't work earlier in the game, and they just they got those three goals and and bang, it was um, thirty one points at halftime. And I think we all it was <laughs> I think I was just. I was a little bit down at halftime. I think just because I could see that we were, you know, when we were up, you know, t- you know, twelve goals to three, uh, or twelve goals five to, you know, three goals, whatever it was, three goals eight or whatever, or three goals ten, it might have been. Um, you know, we were just 
fucking right on the precipice of really kicking away and it just it didn't go that way. You know, if we kicked two more goals that quarter, something went by ten goals at uh, half time. Even if we hold at 49 points, it's still there and I can't imagine they might get it back into it a bit in the second half, but it never gets back to that. You know, early in the first, or earlier in the fourth quarter, it really did get that, um, the, the crowd was antsy because it was within four goals and, um, and I just don't think that happens if they don't get the little run and that's what it is. It's just the perfect, to- perfectly timed run for Fremantle going into half time and I was, there was a little bit of trepidation at half time. I was just thinking, ah, oh, fuck, we just kind of let it go from being a percentage booster. But, you know, in my preview, I just said a oh, four goal win would be fine. That would be great. And that f- third quarter happened, and by hell, um, I think anyone that was there, uh, and I'm sh- I think uh, watching the replay it did come across on the TV quite well as well. Um, it was there was um, it was antsy in the crowd, um, a lot of moaning and groaning, and it was, it's not like you do that. To, it's just the footy was we went away from what we were doing well in the first quarter. You know, the run and gun and the um, crisp passing and and taking the game on. Um, we we kind of went away from that and just. And whether it was um, a little bit of game management, um, which is fine. I've said before that I love that we try to control games and we do that pretty well when it's on our terms. But we, we And we did that. We didn't... Frio, for that entire third quarter, it was, um, you know, we, we we kicked two goals, they kicked two goals, three. So it wasn't... Um, it didn't get out of hand or anything like that. It was actually the only gained the three points on us. Um, it did start to look ominous when they kicked that first goal very early in the fourth quarter. But... Um, Beyond that, it was um, it was just it was just a it was a battle, and and the hindsight of that is that it's actually a really good sign that um, a side like Fremantle were really throwing everything they had at us, and I think um anyone that was watching and and certainly the ground I really noticed is just how intense Fremantle's pressure and hunting for the football was. Um, there was multiple moments where you know one of us one of our players um had it, and just two Frio players would be immediately on them and, and really tackle hard and bring them to ground. And um, that pressure was there and it was real. And um, it was a good battle for our team to be a part of as we build towards the second half of the season to get a win and a comfortable win against a team that um, Harry's as much as uh, Frio did in those, in those moments in the second and third quarter um, is a really good uh, sign for us. And, you know, I was I was pretty frustrated in that third quarter. It was horrible footy, and I didn't want to. And the the umpiring was. Um, and it's not that it was. A lot of those free kicks were there. It's just it was really inconsistent with how they were calling them, um, which is frustrating. Charlie got pushed out of that many fucking marking contests. I don't know how many. He's you know he could have had a bag of six probably. As I talk about how it's good to have the spread of goal kickers, he could have had a bag if they they called. But then some they're calling everyone against him. So. Um, that's probably what my issue with the umpiring was. Uh, not so much that the calls weren't there. It was just it was a bit inconsistent at times, I found. And certainly in the heat of the battle as it was at the end of the third quarter, I was fucking pretty pissed off. Um, but, um, you know, it was it was, it was a battle and it was a good battle and um, something that the, the squad needs, I think, um, to have. Uh, you know, because we've had some of that a sterner test of the season have often gone that we've um we've just been blown out of the water in some of those games and it's not the free are up to the level of some of those teams. Um but uh, they gave us a little bit of a taste of that um pressure and, and we had to deal with that and that's um that third quarter was that battle and um you know looking at the box score it's just it it, it doesn't look as bad as what it felt in the night because but it did just feel and um, it'll be interesting to see what other people think. It did feel like the game was they were building and one moment here or there and they really could have got back into it and I thought um, I guess the, the next moment would be to talk about the fourth quarter alright that fourth quarter as I sit here um, 
Having a few more sips of that beer and just feeling it uh, get rolling. Um, my my word, it's it's really worth giving a go. But shit, it's um it's a it's a it's a um bedtime beer. Um, but yeah, it was um the fourth quarter started, and we had that um and that five bursting through the pack and doing, and you know he's um he's certainly not the player he was was quite a couple of years ago, but um he's still such a threat and um he uh. Yeah, just when he barrels through and kicks that snap, um, I certainly uh, and that bring, brings back to twenty one points at that point of the game, and I certainly was starting to have um, some real worries, and you could feel it in the crowd too. It was, certainly wasn't. I don't think I was alone in that because you could feel the tension just in the crowd. Um, it was twenty one points um, for, and you know the way Frio had fought back into it, you thought with it, that much of the game to go, um, there was a strong chance that. Um, I I didn't I wasn't really entertaining the thought that you know, but it, it's it's there when again when the team has brought um you know a 50, almost fifty point lead back to twenty one points early in the early in the fourth quarter and you really haven't seen too much of it since um a bit before halftime because we really hadn't had the ball we hadn't hadn't didn't have the game on our terms that entire third quarter it's you've got to consider the op you've got to consider the uh, option that um, this game could be one of those horrible headlines uh, on a Monday that, uh, you know, you know, Port Blow, a massive lead, that kind of stuff. But um, what you, when, when those thoughts come into your mind, that's when you want to see what's the response from your team then, because this happens in a lot of games. Um, games ebb and flow. You know, we saw it earlier in the day with Richmond against the Crows. Uh, the Crows got out to a big lead, Richmond got ahead, and then the Crows threw some punches late and got it back to within 10 to 12 points, I think, from what I remember reading. I didn't actually see any of the game. I was just watching scores as I uh, as we sat in the sat in the stadium um, watching the um, Indigenous Cup going on and, um, you know, keeping an eye on things as we wait for our game. But, um, yeah, it's it, this does happen in all games. It's not like it's a unique sport and it's unique to all, um, even the AFL. It's um, a lot of sports about ebb and flow with scores and you just have to um, pick your moments to... M- make sure that you don't lose the game and um that was i guess that was what i was waiting for in that game was free i got back into it and uh we wanted to kind of see where port would end up um you know from that point um those are the moments where you find out a little bit about your team um are they as tough as we think they are are they the team and you know when you're trying to bank wins and you know hinkley talks about building seasons are about building a season to get to the finals and and bu- and finding wins, even if they're not the best wins, but um, this one certainly was looking like it at the start of the game, starting to look a little bit tenuous um, early in the fir- fourth quarter. But then, you know, from that point on, um, so the f- we go into the fourth quarter and um, at three quarter time, it's fourteen five um, Port Adelaide to eight thirteen Fremantle. Quickly, it becomes fourteen five to nine thirteen, um, and very and like like I said, um, you know, a twenty one point lead, and uh, it's um, tenuous, uh, but. S- from that point on, Fremantle don't score um, a goal again, and we go on and kick four goals too. Um, so that, to me, was the perfect response. Um, we took everything Fremantle threw at us um, throughout that late in the second, into the third, and um, early fourth, and uh, and they basically ran out of gas. And they didn't. They ran the game out all right, Frio, uh, but they just ran out of ways to fight. And they were they were really throwing everything at us, and we managed to hit back and. And come out with them. Um, what was actually a really good win in the end, forty six points. I was, I said in my preview, I'd just be happy with a four goal win and just going in at eight and three. So forty six points. While we still need to find a way to start putting teams away properly, um, you know, biggest win of the year still is fifty four points. 
Um, we've seen Western Bulldogs kick. Uh, I'm not that I'm expecting us to beat teams by 100 points all the time, but Western Bulldogs have found a way to get a couple of 100 point wins this year um, against teams that we've played as well. Um, so we kind of want to see that at some point, but this what the Fremantle certainly weren't going to be that team. And uh, to come out with a 46 point win in the end was actually um, really, really good. Um, you know, a couple of injury worries. Um, Rosie looked a bit, he just looked knackered towards the end of the game, and there was there, there was a bit of confusion with the sub. Um, even Port Adelaide and both the commentary actually said Rosie's out, subbed out for Bergman. But then, um, you know, a minute later, it's um, actually that Burton's gone out. So um, Rosie, I think, is still carrying some things, but Burton's gone out with a knock to the knee, and Bergman comes in and kicks a goal straight off the bat. And um, you know, Bergman's Bergman's going to have a year where he's in and out a bit. I think with just um, he's certainly um, still raw and everything, but um, he certainly comes in and plays a role, which is great. Um, and Fantasia <laughs> um, for all. Uh, for all the he, he actually did all right the other night, um, but he's going to be out for a few weeks with that knee um, clean up, I think it was as well. But uh, you know that like that late in that quarter, um, any of the one that really, you know, the goal that um, <laughs> the, one of the goals I won't play that as my goal of the day. The, my play of the day is um, I'll play after I'll get to that towards the end of the pod. But um, I really liked um, and it was a steadier as well. Like Laddams earlier in the game when he kicked that one from the center square and it dribbled through. Um, was a bit of a steadier at a time, and we were um, when Fremantle were getting that run on in the third, and uh, again in the fourth um, when they kicked that first goal, and then uh, Marshall kicks that, you know, takes that mark outside fifty, goes for the kick, and just doesn't quite make distance. But Laddams is just, and it's a great opportunity, it's a great example of just um, sticking with the play until it's dead. You know, Laddams, um, you know, you would have thought a Fremantle player would have come in and just made sure of that one, spoil it over the line or something, but Laddams just stood tall and had a bit of a leap and let it come into his hands and kicked an easy goal and just steadied the ship again and got it out to an almost 30-point lead. And um, from that point on, I think I think that was the one that just broke Fremantle once. They, you know, they when it was within four goals, um, they probably felt they had a bit of a sniff, but once they kicked that one, it just it just broke the back a little bit there. And um, from that point on, we were able to go forward and um, aim, on, aim on after a big start and, you know, just... From, um, was there in the game for the rest of the game um, for him to kick that last goal and a great goal. He just felt just the the icing on top of a of a good performance from everyone. And what was a tougher game than what it set out to be at the start of the game? So um, a really good fourth quarter response to um, the challenge that had been laid by Fremantle in that uh, late second and through the th- third quarter. And um, they really did lay down the gauntlet a little bit for us to respond to after after we'd done that to them at the start of the game and um, we responded well and. Came out with a big win, you know, eight, 18 7 to 9 15 at the end of the day is a, is a damn good win. Um, both, you know, people talk about scoring shots, whatever. Um, to kick 18, if you're kicking an 18 goal seven every week, you're going to be doing all right. So, um, um, really happy with that uh, conversion uh, and all that stuff. And then um, just um, the way we battled away um, in what was a game that became tougher than it looked at the start. So, um, yeah, um, there's not much more to say about the game itself, um, apart from really. Um, my player of the day, which um, I think um, anyone that follows our social accounts has already seen that we've um, posted a little uh, personal video that we, we just happened to get on the night. Um, but uh, I'll play the play the highlight pack, the highlight from uh, the Port Adelaide itself. A couple of skip steps to Steady. And he's pulled that to the near side. It's still in play. And it's nearly been marked. Dumat. Aish. Wilson, danger, caught, shrug, Fantasia, Cox, oh, right. caught, goal! And this was just a great...
right tackle. Good pressure goal. Calm. He knows he's got this covered. That's a good long hard look at his hold on the Sharon. Opens up the angle and pure beauty. Just as we thought they were getting back into the game, John, it's fallen apart in the last couple of minutes. You know, we just bloody love that goal. Um, at the ground, um, and we from our section in Bay 140, it was just a perfect view. And if you go to our, our Instagram, you can see on um, one of the last two posts, I think, from um, which we posted on, I think I posted it on Sunday night after the game, um, that we uh, had a really good view right, like just right behind uh, where kind of the angle and we were able to watch the ball sail clearly between the two posts from Fantasia kicking that one from the boundary. But, um, you know, the finish itself is actually... You know, just a great, you know, and these players like Fantasia are just so adept at, um, uh, you know, finding out, just working out the angles and knowing how to drop the ball into the boot and have the have the Sharon at the right angle, all that stuff. They know, it's they um, surprisingly seem to be surprisingly simple finishes for players of their uh, caliber. But um, you know, it's it's a it's a still a tough finish, and um, right from right from you know next to the point post there really and around and um, but he he did it incredibly clinically. Uh, but the real the real greatness of that was the the tackle. Um, you know, Robbie with a rare kind of real just shank of a kick from Robbie when he was directly in front, decent distance out, but um, one that he, you know if he connects right, um, we, you trust him to kick it plenty of times. But um, um, yeah, just the 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 forward pressure is um something we're going to need um, going forward as well. And um, you know, Fantasia is unfortunate he's going to be out for a few weeks, but um, hopefully it's um pretty minor. It sounds like um just one of those things that you just got to get done sometimes. Um. But uh, he certainly um, showed that you know it'll be he's going to be a scary player when he's fucking feeling fit, fit and firing, and not doesn't have any niggling knee knee issues because the way he um, harried that player into um, you know that forward pressure and um, just harrying that player into the decision to try and sneak it over the line, but he'd already held onto it for too long, and it was just a great um, you know it's the kind of stuff you want to see from your small forwards, and that's why you're getting guys like Fantasia in because they're both um, incredibly skilled with the ball, uh, but then they they do they have that kind of um, um, tenacity as well and um, that was just a great um, and you know in a, in a day that we had plenty of great goals and um, great tackles and moments around the field and um, you know that one really just stood out to me just for the for the you know not so much the goal although that was a great finish um, again as I mentioned but um, that what led up to it um, that's the kind of stuff you want to see from Port Adelaide a Port Adelaide footy player and a Port Adelaide footy team is that that kind of those kind of um, actions on the field um, leading to results like that um you know, that's what we've instilled um, throughout the years with Port Adelaide teams is that, that you, you kind of um, rewarded for those efforts. Um, and, and, uh, and Fantasia was certainly rewarded for that effort in that moment and um, kicked a great goal. So absolutely the play of the day for me um, with what led to the goal. All righty, about time to wrap up this podcast. Um, I've had half of this beer and it's already just getting me in a little bit of a loopy space. Um, it is quite a strong one and quite a tasty one. And it's definitely got some spice in there, some heat, um, some chili or something in there. And it's um, sending me for six. Um, but uh, yeah, it's late here and I've, I've gotten this podcast out a bit later than I usually would like, even though I'm usually a couple of days after with the reviews. But um, yeah, it's um, been a bit under the weather and all that. But um, it was really um, just a fun game to look at um, because there was certainly a great start and we were very happy to see that kind of response. And hopefully we'll see more of that going forward and we can learn from that and work out what I'm sure a lot of the players that were in, you know, that were involved in the game this week would go, you know, talk about, they'll run through what they, kind of what worked in that first quarter that hasn't happened in the last, um, 
month of footy, really, and uh, and certainly the the middle parts of the game where we just let them back in a bit was certainly. I think there's a bit there's a bit of what we did wrong, which was um you know some of the disposal efficiency went down drastically and um a few other things, but um then we we were able to bounce back into the game and finish strong as well as a a good good start, well a great start and a great finish um a g- two good things to come out of game, um certainly in the middle of the game it wasn't that we we let them get right back into it they just they just teased us a little bit with um the thought that they could possibly come back right back into the game but um they never got within. Closer than twenty-one points, and um, that's uh, that's um, at the end of the day, it's a pretty comfortable win uh, when you go out by forty-six points and never let them get back closer to than you know twenty-one points or you know twenty points as it was before they even scored um, a point. So um, a really promising way to go into the break. Um, certainly, we're not without our issues that we're still trying to work on. Um, we have to the the starts thing will still be an issue until we see probably a few weeks in a row of. Um, Starting well, or at least not getting letting the team get a jump on us, even if it's a little bit of a, a turgid battle at times. It can be at the start of games when teams are figuring out each other. But um, yeah, we're going to the break at eight and three. That's a wonderful place to be. I'm going to do a bit more of a. I won't get too much into the overarching thoughts about where we're at in the middle of the season because I'm going to do um while we're in the middle of a, a bye week, I'm going to do another podcast where I kind of. Talk about just the general first half of the season, my thoughts about that, and then probably just be a rattling rambling podcast like a review of a game but across the whole season who knows how that'll go probably won't have one of those beers with it i'll probably just have a couple of stouts but um we'll have a beer and just chat about it really um but uh you know eight and three is a good place to be um obviously at the start of the season you had tom jones saying we want we think we can win every game um it's a great way to start um but then if you lose a couple that's that's footy um eight three um and i think in i think i saw someone post um this week that um you know, we were seven and four at the halfway point of two thousand and four season. Not that we're trying to, you know, knock on wood where this is its own season and all that stuff, but um it's always good to look back at where we were and and successful seasons in the past as well, because you know, a lot of people forget that we you know, we did lose games um in our premiership years as well, you know. So um it does happen. Um eight three is a great place to be. We're equal third as far as points go, we're down in fifth because of percentage. Um uh, but um, you know, uh, We've got a big game coming up next week um, after the bye um, against Geelong, which will um, be a big, big game for ladder positioning as well as just uh, seeing where we're at. Uh, but I'll, again, I'll talk about that more with a mid-season review and where we're going. But um, yeah, going into the break at eight and three um, after going down to six and three after that Bulldogs loss, this is the the great, greatest way we could have gone in that Collingwood game could have gone better as far as um, looking better. But uh, we got the we got the points. That's all that matters in that in the, at the end of the day. And a promising home win without, not without its issue, um, to close out the first half of the season um, against Fremantle was um, really just what we wanted to see. Um, obviously, as I said, the middle of the game started to get a little bit worrying, but the way we finished off the game was really promising. Um, after having the great start, that was qu- incredibly promising as well. So, um, a lot of happy feelings coming out of the game as I, as I walked across the bridge after the game. Um, just feeling pretty relaxed, feeling pretty happy, and. Uh, uh, positive about where we're going we're eight and three we're right in the mix at the top of the table and uh and there's a lot of promising sides for this team so stay on board um get excited um you know use the bye week um to rest and recover everyone um you know rest those rest the vocal cords um you know do some stretches just enjoy get, have a bit of a mental health break whatever you need because um second half of the season's coming pretty soon and um we're gonna need <laughs> it's gonna be all hands on deck from that point on um, but as we head down to the business end of the season and our finals campaign, that'll surely be coming. 
So, um, yeah, enjoy the bye week. Um, I'll have a couple of pods coming. Um, but, yeah, um, a great eight, great win this weekend, 46 points, 8-3. and three. Can the pair. Let's get, let's get ready for the second half of the season.